Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stretch run of Grant and Danny taking you up to 6.30 this evening overtime, and we are done right here on The Fan. Before we get out of here, our confidence points picks going into the weekend, Championship Sunday. We will put our predictions on the line for you. You will know how we feel about every single game. But let's get you a preview in detail. Eagles 49ers, NFC title game, Lincoln Financial Field. Game one of two of the doubleheader on Sunday kicks off in Philadelphia at 3 East time. And to help us preview this game, please, to welcome Dave Zingaro, covers the Eagles in Philadelphia for NBC Sports Philly on Grant and Danny right now on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Dave, what is the vibe with this fan base going into this game? Eagles are favored at home to get back to the Super Bowl. It feels like this week took a month. Everyone's just really excited uh, to watch this game play out, and uh, the vibe is good. I mean, everyone in this city is pretty excited to watch this game. It it kind of felt like for, you know, really since the middle of the season, these two teams were on a collision course, and I think this is the best possible game. There's so much talent uh, that's going to be on the field Sunday. Uh, it's, it should be a good game, and uh, we're all just really excited to watch it play out. I think I'm guilty of this, Dave. But I forgot how good Philadelphia was. That was my own fault. That was my own th- watching them kind of cruise down the stretch, you know, with and without Hurts and kind of mailing in really that last month. They reminded everybody last week. Did you get that feeling that people kind of forgot how good Philadelphia was and that's the story? Yeah, a little bit. And they earned the right to kind of loaf it at the end of the season. They built up this big lead. Uh, and then, you know, they, they couldn't win a couple games with Gardner Minshew and Jalen comes back and, uh, in week 18, he didn't look right. He, you know, the offense was about as vanilla as they could make it. It was basically like, let's play this game to win it. We needed to win this game, but we're not going to go all out. We're not going to put him at risk of injury. And that's what they did. And what we saw was just this vanilla, black offense. And you thought, eh, maybe they're not peaking at the right time. Maybe they've had too long of a layoff. But then last week, they were able to just turn it on again, and they reminded everyone that, yeah, this is a really talented roster. And 
Uh, they're 15 and one with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback this year. They're a tough team. Uh, they had eight Pro Bowlers. I mean, this is a this is a really stacked roster, even outside of the quarterback, and that's what makes this game so much fun. Uh, Nick Sirianni said it earlier this week. It's good on good. A lot of these matchups in this game uh, are like prime time viewing. This is what we all want to see. Uh, two rosters just absolutely loaded with talent going at it in a championship game. I feel like there's a lot more in the tank throwing the football than we saw last week. Obviously, A.J. Brown, hands up in the air on the sideline in the final minutes was kind of weird as his team is securing an NFC championship berth and a blowout win. But they didn't really have to flex their muscles. I mean, they just ran the ball right down the Giants' throat. If they have to throw it against San Francisco, how would you feel about that? I think you feel pretty good about it. And really, it's the one area where that defense has been a little more susceptible. They've been really good against the run, but uh, they will give up chunk plays through the air. And uh, the Eagles, pretty much every week, they feel like they have a pretty good advantage going with their receivers against the opposing corners. When you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, that'll help you feel that way. Uh, I I think really the the best matchup they're going to have this weekend is Devontae Smith against the Amador Lenore. Uh, their Eagles like that one, and they should like that one. They're going to be able to pass it. But I wouldn't completely rule out the chance of them running the football either. I know San Francisco has the number one run defense in the league, but they haven't really played a mobile quarterback. They, I know they faced Justin Fields, but that was week one. So uh, you kind of throw that one out. Uh, Jalen changes the numbers, and having to defend him on the backside is tough. And the Eagles have an advantage on their offensive line against the Niners' defensive line. Uh, Nick Bosa is obviously a great player, probably going to win the defensive player of the year. He deserves it. But overall, the Eagles have an advantage there. They have the best offensive line in football, and they bullied the Giants last week. They probably won't be able to bully the 49ers quite like that, but they're still going to try to run the ball. I mean, it's it's what that line does better than just about any line in the league. So uh, I think they have an opportunity to pass, but I don't think it's going to be as one-sided as some people think. NBC Sports Philadelphia's Dave Zangaro joins us here on GND. And Dave, you just touched on it. Again, Philadelphia is excellent. That's above sort of discussion at this point. If there was a team that I would say is a good matchup to kind of, uh, you know, kind of get in their way or be a fly in the ointment, it kind of would be San Francisco and, and the way that they play. Expound on that, give me your thoughts, or tell me you think I'm wrong. You know, I, I think they're the best matchup just because they're this, in my opinion, the second most talented team in the NFC. Uh, I don't know about the style. I I think, look, they have uh, the ability to fly around on defense, and that's apparent. I mean, you have guys like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, Nick Bosa, uh, Talanoa Hufanga. I mean, they have some missiles out there that are going to give any team some difficulty. I don't know if it necessarily lines up to to beat the Eagles. I mean, they play a really physical style of football. But it's not like the Eagles are a finesse team either. I mean, they have uh, that really tough offensive line that gets to the second level uh, and blocks really well. They have some tough receivers. You know, A.J. Brown's a big guy, tough to bring down. Devontae Smith, 170 pounds soaking wet, but he plays about as tough as anyone in the league. So uh, then you have Dallas Goddard, too, who is one of the better tight ends in the league, blocks at the line of scrimmage and in space. Uh, So I think that I don't know if the 49ers are like this incredibly tough matchup because of anything they do. I I think it's just because they're a really talented team and that town is just about on par with the Eagles. That's what makes it 
a tough matchup. But what makes it a fun matchup is just how physical this is going to be. I mean, this is going to be a violent football game. Uh, and, and there's no way around that. Just looking at the way the 49ers play and the way the Eagles play, uh, that's why I think everyone's so excited for it. Dave Zingaro, NBC Sports, Philadelphia. Yeah, the countdown is on. We are now about 45 hours away from the kickoff of the game on Championship Sunday. It's going to be a blast, and really, we could have two terrific games. I mean, this is the first time since 1998 that we have had two games played on Championship Sunday where both games were within three points in margin when the game kicked off in terms of uh, the point spread. So th- this is pretty unique, and, and we don't see this a whole lot. You mentioned Devontae Smith. I- I'm wondering, to me, he's like the ultimate X-factor, guy that doesn't get enough credit, especially second half this season with his usage. You know, they've targeted him more and, and involved him a lot more. Who else would you say are some of the unsung heroes of this Eagles team that are going to be critical if they're going to win another playoff game this weekend? I mentioned Dallas Goddard. Uh, he's one that, you know, even when he's not catching the ball, he's such a weapon as a run blocker and, and as a pass blocker that I don't think he gets to do. He deserves it. It was a shame he missed a few games this year, would have gone to his first Pro Bowl. Uh, but he's arguably, you know, if Kittle's the best tight end in the NFC, he's right there with him. I mean, Dallas Goddard is a very talented player. Uh, if you're looking for a little under-the-radar players, I think Quez Watkins, their third receiver, has a chance to, to make a big play in this game. The 49ers do give up chunk plays through the air, and he's a speed guy, four three five out of college. I mean, he's, he's the burner on this team, and, and he has a chance to make some plays. And then if you're flipping it to the defensive side, I'll give you another X factor where you know that defensive line is so good, and they have all the stars on there with Hassan Reddick and Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. Uh, but I'll give you Milton Williams, who's a second-year, third-round guy, plays defensive tackle. Uh, the middle of that 49ers offensive line, to me, is a pretty weak spot on the team, and I, I think he has a chance to really get upfield. We saw the Cowboys last week have some success up the middle. Oso Odigizua, uh, who's a smaller, quick defensive tackle, had a lot of pressure. I think Milton could fill that role this week. Defensively, I don't think – I think every day Grant and I should come in here and be like, we're going to start the show in a second, but Philadelphia had 70 sacks this year, and then we can kind of go about the show. That total is just patently absurd. The next closest team had 15 fewer sacks than they did as a team. How did they do it, and what are we going to see here this weekend against San Francisco? Yeah, the impressive thing really is that it was spread out. I mean, Hassan Reddick led the way with 16, but then they had three other guys with double digits, which the first time in NFL history. And one of those guys is Brandon Graham, who was – a bench player. I mean, he's coming in on the rotation. And I think that's what makes this unit so special is how deep they are. Uh, a lot of teams have one or two elite pass rushers, but the Eagles bring it in waves. And by the fourth quarter, if, especially if they have a lead and they're getting teams in the known pass, that's when they can really kind of pin their ears back. So you have the starting group with Reddick and Josh Sweat, uh, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. And then the next unit is almost as good with – uh, with Brandon Graham and uh, and Dominic and Sue and Limbaugh Joseph now, uh, Millen Williams, who I mentioned. Uh, so I think that's what is kind of special about this group is, sure, the starters are great, but the second wave comes in and they're able to stay fresh. And uh, the offensive line doesn't have that benefit, right? They're staying in there for every snap. And uh, by the time you get into the second half of games, especially with how much the Eagles have had leads this year, that's really helped them, obviously. They're able to really kind of attack 
especially in those known pass situations. And, and they've been so good at it this year. And they're finishing. You know, they're getting to the quarterback. It's one thing to get pressure. Getting a sack means you're bringing them down, and they've done that really well this year. Howie Roseman is one of the best GMs in football, and he's now on multiple different iterations gotten this team to a Super Bowl. What is his status within that fan base? I'm just curious. And when you take a step back and look at how they've done this, you know, they in Washington were kind of on equal footing a couple of years ago. They decided to, to quite literally tank mid-game and go to Sudfeld. Washington kind of keeps pushing all the chips in year after year to, to try to be good and spin in their tires. What do you make of how they did this? It's been impressive. and You know, uh, earlier this week, I think, I was talking to JP and Beamich, and I was telling them that, uh, gosh, this uh, this Washington team is kind of stuck in purgatory. It's the worst spot to be in the NFL, honestly. It's just that middle ground where you think you're almost good enough and you're going to keep trying to retool and retool. It's almost better to just bottom out like the Eagles did in 2020, start fresh and then rebuild. Uh, if Howie Roseman pulls this off and the Eagles win a Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Fame executive. Uh, to bring two basically two different teams with different head coaches, different quarterbacks, and win a Super Bowl five years apart, it's almost completely unheard of. So uh, every single move he made this offseason worked. I mean, he traded for A.J. Brown. He fleeced the Titans. Uh, he brought in C.J. Gardner-Johnson in a trade. He signed James Bradbury in May. He signed Hassan Reddick for $15 million a year, which is now a complete steal. Uh, so it's one of those years, and it kind of feels like 2017 all over again, uh, he, he had, uh, like, every move he made in that Super Bowl year worked, and that's the same thing that's happened this year. It's impressive. And uh, Eagles fans have been really tough on Howie at times during his tenure here, but uh, these results kind of speak for themselves. What he's done is, is pretty amazing. If Philadelphia wins, how did it happen? And if they lose, what happened? Yeah, I normally, so many times this year, I've said the only way the Eagles can lose is if they beat themselves. That's not the case this week. I mean, the 49ers are good enough that they can come out, play a better game, and win. Uh, but to me, these rosters are so even that it really comes down to a few tiebreakers in my mind, things that could sway it one way or the other. Uh, and in my opinion, a lot of those kind of lean toward the Eagles. Uh, and I'll start with the quarterback. They just have a better quarterback, and that's not a shot at Brock Purdy, who's done a great job, but the Eagles have an MVP candidate back there who – uh, has a little more experience and has played in a lot of huge games before. So I think that leans toward the Eagles. They're at home, obviously. That place is going to be loud. It's going to be tough on a rookie quarterback. And then I also think Nick Sirianni has been a better in-game coach than Kyle Shanahan, who deserves all the credit in the world for his offensive scheme and the way he dissects and finds matchup advantages. But uh, I just I really don't like the way he calls games in the middle of them, whether it's being uh, super uh, non-aggressive or kind of losing track of the play clock and the time at the end of a half or a game. So uh, Sirianni has been great at that. He doesn't call plays, which is something he started last year, and it's freed him up to be this CEO coach and have a better grasp of everything, and it's really worked for them. So uh, I look at all those things, and – I feel like the talent, it's kind of a toss-up. These are two really good teams, and you're trying to find where could this game be won and lost. And aside from turnovers, which is obviously always going to dictate who wins and loses football games, those are the other sort of tiebreakers, and I think a lot of them are in favor of the Eagles. 
Dave Zingaro, NBC Sports in Philly. Enjoy the game. We are very, very envious. Have a blast this weekend. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, bud. Yeah, be well. NBC Sports Philadelphia is where you can check him out through the weekend. It is time right now before we get out of here to tell you what we think is going to happen. Let's get the confidence points picks in. Loser takes the SAT test. Darius, update the standings. Your boy's in a little trouble, but I am closing in on Darius in the rearview mirror. Yeah, we uh, we are only separated by six points. You are in fourth place with 118 points. I'm in third place with 124. Danny in second place with 134. And Ryan just continues to lead the pack. 138. S- sitting pretty. All right, so last week was a bloodbath for everyone. Because I remember watching and I'm going, oh, my God, they got that one wrong. They got that one wrong. I'm hooked. I'm going to be farting You're through You're going to be silly. <laughs> Look, look! Look how much red is on there. It's There's just, so much red. The red wedding. Your boy. So I must have gone what one in four with my five point play, or what yeah. did I do? Your five point play hit. My five point play hit. We missed all our other picks between the two of us. Disaster. So no ground gained when I needed it against Darius. So things are getting tighter. Ryan, you're sitting pretty, but you you just can't collapse. You just need to don't think about anything. Just stay calm. You just got to keep chopping wood. So your five point play will go in the order of the standings. All right, I'm going to start it off my five-point play. I have Cincinnati plus one and a half, and here's the simple thing. I think the Bengals are the better team, but then also I'm not so sure that Patrick Mahomes can bounce back after having his ankle being bent in. Let's look at the replay. His ankle bent the wrong way. Cincinnati plus one and a half. Worked for me last week. I'm going with it again. Jarek McKinnon under 28 and a half rushing yards. Logic, A, he doesn't rush for many yards. B, he'll be in pass pro when he's back there. He'll catch some passes for Kansas City. I don't see him running the rock a lot. You you covered that by one yard exactly. Half a yard. The half yard half. hook. And you're half. You just feel great about going back to the I don't look at it all. I have no idea and I'm terrible at this. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, I got uh my five point play. Jalen Hurts under forty six and a half rushing yards. I know it sounds risky, but you look at some of the 49ers numbers versus running quarterbacks this year. Justin Fields only ran for 28 yards. Russell Wilson only ran for 17 yards. Marcus Mariota ran for 50, but it was a long of 20. I don't think the 49ers are going to let Jalen Hurts break off a big run. He also hasn't been running very much since he came back from his shoulder injury. I think I can get this Jalen Hurts under 46 and a half rushing yards. I like it. All right, these are our five-point plays. We'll go in decreasing order with our four, three, two, and one-point plays. Total of 15 on the line for everybody. Hopefully you can cap out at 15 points. My five-point play, I've got Isaiah Pacheco over 48.5 rushing yards. Pacheco last week ran for 95 yards, 64 the week before that. In fact, with this total at 48.5, it just feels too low. He's only gone under that one time since week nine, unless I'm doing something wrong here with my math. So I love this. I think this is easy. Money in the bank, automatic deposit. Pacheco over 48 and a half rushing yards. All right, my four point play, I have the over in the Philadelphia Niners game, and that is at 46 and a half. I think there will be a sneaky amount of points dropped here. I don't know why I had that general feeling, but I think there are two good offenses and two good defenses. And I think in today's NFL, the offenses usually win that battle. Uh, my f- oh, sorry, my turn. Uh, Joe Mixon, over 59.5 rushing yards. I think Cincinnati will run the ball pretty effectively against Kansas City. I have Brock Purdy over 218.5 passing yards. 
Um, he only has a handful of games where he hasn't passed for over 218 yards. And I also think they're going to get down early because Philadelphia starts fast. So he's going to be passing a lot towards the end of the game. So just for clarification, uh, clarification and clerical note keeping here, I've got that on Fanduel at 218 and a half. Uh, sorry, what did I say? Did I 219, say? that's fine. Sorry, yeah, you 218 still want to stick with yep, it? Yep, 218 All right, I would hate to have controversy abound. Can't have that, no. Based mm. on one-yard differential there. Uh, I actually have that coming up a little bit later on as well. I'll be on the other side of that, Darius, just so you're on the same page. But, uh, yeah, so you got, you're locked in. I'm going to go Mixon, four-point play with Danny. We're riding together on this. Joe Mixon, over 59 and a half yards for the Bengals. I think they have been running the ball effectively. You play the Chiefs, you take the air out of the ball a little bit. It worked for them last week against Buffalo. Don't change anything. 59 and a half, run it right at Chris Jones. Don't let him get going, getting up the field in the passing game. All right, my three-point play of the Niners plus two and a half going against the Eagles. I just think the Niners have this defense, and this defense is the same exact one as their 2019 team where they led them to the Super Bowl, so I see them leading them to the Super Bowl yet again. I've gone back and forth on what I want to do on this one. I had San Francisco and Philadelphia the under overall. I don't like anything from here on out. I do like the Pacheco over 48 and a half on the Russian total. I think it's going to be close, but that's my three-point play. Welcome, Danny. Look at you. Just run the dang ball. I'm going to join you guys with my three-point play on the Joe Mixon over 59 and a half Kiss of yards. death, by the way. There probably won't be a rush at uh, that it, game. Yeah, he's probably, he'll probably it. rush for zero yards at this point. Um, but, I mean, he had 88 yards on 21 carries in last year's AFC Championship. Um, I think they showed last week that they want to run the ball with Joe Mixon. Three-point play. I'm going under the total in San Francisco, Philadelphia. Set at 46 and a half. I think this is a low-scoring game. I said it earlier in the show. The two best defenses in football, I think there's going to be takeaways. I think that this is a 24-20, to 24-17 kind of feel to it, 23-20 to 20 maybe. I got this under 46-and-a-half. I probably would have gone under at 45, 44-and-a-half. So I love getting a couple extra points here. My two-point two play, I have Marquez Valdez-Scantling over 27-and-a-half receiving yards. I think... This they're going to key in on Travis Kelsey because if you're going to let Travis Kelsey go loose and have a game, they're going to win that game. You're going to key on on him, and people will be open. I think Scantling gets open and has like a thirty-plus yard reception. I scoured the uh, the prop bets here. I was on BetQL looking at different things. Here's one I got. I'm going to throw this with a two-point play again. I have no idea. Kenneth Gainwell over three point five rush attempts. Kenneth Gainwell over. 3.5 rush attempts. What's the odds on that? Does Minus that... 102. All right, that plays. That works for us. That's sneaky good. That uh, is good. I don't know. I'm. This one's kind of risky. It feels crazy even saying this out loud. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes under 285.5 uh, passing yards. I mean, the guy's hurt, so we'll take that into account one. And then four career games against uh, Kansas City, he's only passed for over 300 yards once, and that was back in 2018, not this era of Kansas City. I'm oh, sorry, not this era of the Bengals. So, going to take Patrick Mahomes under 285 and a half passing yards. Two-point play for me, Devontae Smith over 66 and a half receiving yards. San Francisco's done a great job against tight ends. They've done a really good job against running backs out of the backfield, and they have done a pretty good job against wide receiver ones. Their bugaboo has been wide receiver twos. 
Devontae Smith, 66 and a half yards. First 11 game of the season, he averaged seven targets, five catches, and 55 yards. Over the last seven games, he's averaged 10 targets and 93 yards. And he just went off this past weekend in the playoffs. 66 and a hook. We're going over that with Devontae Smith. My one-point play, I have Joe Mixon going over 59 and a half rushing We all have it. I know. We all have it. I just was not as confident as you guys were, but I do believe Joe Mixon goes off, and he has a day come Sunday. It's a solid hedge if you're in the lead, by the way. You get a little point. Even if we get a few, he gets one. If he doesn't get it, doesn't hurt him. It's, It's sharp. That's why he's number one in the power rankings. Uh, I just got a feeling, and my feelings are usually wrong, but here it is. That's why it's a one-point play. Cincinnati plus one and a half. I think they're the better team. I think they win the game. I've also got a feeling. I got a feeling T. Higgins is due. He didn't get much burn last week. This week, I think he goes over the 50, oh, I lost it, 56 and a half receiving yards for T. Higgins. Over. One-point play for me, Brock Purdy under 218.5 passing yards. How dare you? Under 218 and a half. I just... You look at the Eagles' defense and what they've done with quarterbacks recently. I think Daniel Jones had like 130 yards last week, uh, 135 to be exact. Davis Webb in Week 18 went for 168. The week before that against the Saints, and they beat uh, the Eagles 20-10. to Andy Dalton was 205. It's been a little while since anyone's been over 218.5. So I'm going to go under that total for Brock Purdy, my one-point play. Darius will post all of these on our Facebook page, facebook.com. Slash Grant and Danny, so you can track with us throughout the weekend as one of us is going to take a big step toward having to take the SAT test. Or Danny will have to provide us with lunch. Catering lunch for you, boys. Because he would not opt in to the uh, bet that the rest of us decided to participate in. Uh, Danny, you just picked the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. Give me your pick, your final pick for uh, Eagles and 49ers. Bengals 27-24 for the uh, other division, the other side of the NFC 17-16, Philadelphia Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's ugly. It's gross. I'm going to say Eagles 23-17 over the Niners. And I've got Kansas City beating Cincinnati 27-24. I think both games will be really good. I'm excited for the weekend. Thanks to Darius and Ryan, as always, for the hard work behind the scenes. For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. 2 o'clock on Monday, we are back with thoughts on everything that happened throughout the weekend Enjoy your evening. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.